0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi friends and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Josie, people are so excited that you're coming on the show. Somebody was like, oh my gosh, it's my two favorite voices together. And I I cannot tell you what a compliment that is for me, because I love your voice. So that somebody even remotely was like, your voice is in the category of Josie's voice. I was like, oh,
1: God bless you. That's such a compliment to me because I feel like you just have this familiar voice that as soon as I posted that I was coming on here, I got so many messages from my friends being like, what? She's going to talk to you? And I was like, (gasps) yeah, I know. I can't believe it. But I was listening to your podcast at the gym the other day, smiling and laughing like while I was on the treadmill, like a freak. People were looking at me thinking I was the strangest person ever. Oh, that makes me happy. No, I,
0: I, <laughs> I'm I, really bad at asking people to be on my podcast because I get like, I don't know, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to or that like, I don't know. I just hate bothering people. And I felt like I was sliding into your DMs being like... Hey, so would you ever want to come on? You were so excited and so... And I was like, oh, thank God that was the response because I'm just really excited. You're a newer follow for me, but you're somebody... And I think for so many people you are as well because your work... (laughs) I mean, it not only exploded, but it was the way I played the audio. I played the audio before you came on. But just, I think it's the way that people not only took your words, but overlaid those words onto their own life story. It's like you could sit there for thousands of hours and just sob and sob and sob. at. I mean, these messages that aren't new or not really all that... um, out there for people to comprehend, but in a sea of you're never enough, you're never enough and never enough. And the soft voice comes and says, but think <laughs> about this. And it was just like for so many people, such an aha. So let's let's backtrack a little. How about you give a little quick introduction to yourself? Because I know that you're more than just the voice on TikTok and Instagram, but <laughs> uh, share with us a little bit about who you are outside of all of that.
1: Um, I am a Canadian girl like you. Mm. So that. Seems to surprise people, and I wonder if you ever find it strange how many people you're reaching that like are not in Canada because you kind of probably always felt like it's
0: just Canada, yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk to
1: Canadians, yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's always kind of funny the reaction I get when I say I'm Canadian to new people because they're like, "Wait, what?" Um, But I'm a radio host. I do a morning show at a country music station uh, in Calgary, where I live. outside of that like I just have always written and posted on social media for a long time I feel like especially during the pandemic I kind of ramped up my posting um but yeah there's not there's not a ton to me I'm just like really into creating content and being a radio host and hanging out with my friends and I used to post a lot about like a major weight loss journey that I went through
0: um no way
1: me too yeah and then and then you kind of realize right like that there's more to it. And I started realizing after a while where nobody was really saying anything, like people were resonating with it and asking me like what the tips are. But then I started getting messages being like, you know, it's actually kind of a little offensive when you post like a before and an after and you make it seem like the before was bad. Mm -hmm. And then I did like a shift being like, okay, there's so many options. Um, If this is a journey that you want to go on, here's how I did it. And now I'm just kind of happy that I found something else that isn't all about that, that can kind of talk about the discomfort that comes along with that instead of the like kind of winning feeling of like losing weight because it's so much more important to talk about how like the discomfort of being human never goes away, right? Uh. So I just like better talking about that than talking about the other thing.
0: It's such an interesting thing that I've had to reckon with over and over and over again because I posted so many before and afters and had that same feeling of like trying to run away from that before picture because of all the feelings that that had and feeling like I was che- I was running towards the sunset of happiness and it's really weird because you can be in a smaller body but to find out on the other side of going through something like that that the feelings come with you is a very, it's not something unless you've been through the journey that a lot of people will understand. So I really, I, to be honest, this makes a lot more sense around your content now, because I think a lot of people sometimes are like, but you're small. How could you relate to struggling with this or struggling with that? But then when you're on, everybody's on a body journey, everybody is a before and everyone is an after. And I think in, in especially now when we're seeing a lot of people going through ebbs and flows of their bodies, it is like such a huge, huge thing to know and to understand and grapple with that there are so many feelings that will stay with you forever. And for me, I don't know about you, but like when I was at my smallest, I actually ended up having more body image issues than before. And I felt so... Betrayed and lied to. And it in again, like you're similar to you, it was so nice to talk about something else, but also something that really healed what that journey meant. And you know, there is no going back to the before. You can only speak from the standpoint of where you are now. So it makes sense that a lot of those thoughts and feelings that you are have been having and been wording and putting out into the world is something that so many people resonate with because it does feel. Like it, is it ever going to be enough, and will I ever be enough? And even if I hit this goal, will those feelings follow me, or will I keep like will I keep chasing a new one? It can be
1: really there's difficult. No there's no like, end. There's no like goal weight that you can reach. And I found it really interesting ones because I posted this story about my weight loss just like not long ago, and someone commented on it, being like, "You having gone through this makes me like you more because I kind of thought your life was perfect," and mm. I was like. That's so interesting where like if you just kind of share – and I think this is like a tidbit that if if you're becoming somebody who wants to create content on the internet, like I think – Nobody's really like, obviously you want to see aesthetically pleasing stuff and you want to see somebody's perfect life, but there's always going to be that little part of you that like feels bad while you're watching those things. And you can't ask somebody to take their perfect life and dumb it down. But I think that there's an importance in if you don't have a perfect life that you're not making it seem like it is because you really hit so many more people that way. And just like to what you just said, I went through that whole weight loss journey. I actually had a ton of extra skin. I got a plastic surgery. I got a septic blood infection. I almost died. And I was in the hospital for, like, over a month after the surgery thinking, okay, so this is it. And then I was dying, literally being like, wait, (laughs) what? And then when I came out of that situation, I still didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good about my body. And then I realized that so much of what I was chasing was, like, a mental thing and not a physical thing. And that's when I started going to therapy. And I was like, there's just no – there's no end. Like, I – went and I literally got plastic surgery it almost killed me and I still don't feel better about myself and I think that there's just like so much to be learned through that and you kind of have to like live and learn as people say but it was it was a very interesting thing that has kind of like gathered my thoughts to be where they are now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I've had, I've had conversations because I was in the weight loss world for so long. There were so many people who had surgeries and were so happy with it. And so many people who had surgeries and struggled with it afterwards. And so I've always taken the stance of everybody do whatever the hell they want. How can we support each other? Whatever you want. How can we support each other? Because to add shame, we just had this conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago, adding shame to any situation on anybody's journey with their body is not it. Whether somebody is like losing weight and going through something, I'll tell you like there were people who were critical of me when I was losing weight and so when I got to a place of like ha 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 yeah I actually am like a really bad place the last thing I needed was a was thousands of people being like told you so I didn't yeah. need that right then I needed so many people. Just like protecting my heart and just thinking about us outside of that. I know so and you cannot say like you had this experience with plastic surgery and then other people have really great ones and they walk away and the rest of their life and they're like, that actually really helped me. This is why it's like all so nuanced. And I'm so glad that you are able to have those conversations because it's a really tricky line to walk, especially in the realm of like body acceptance, but also still body struggle and also still body negative and sometimes a little positive. And also I don't want to think about my body all the time. And also how am I going to age and how am I going to be 80 years old and have a life of memories if all I'm thinking about is my exactly. body. It is a constant. It goes over and over and over again. Um, when you record it, I have to ask you this because there's this like there's something with a lot of creators when they make something and they know it has something. Did you know it with that audio? Did you feel it in your bones that this was going to be <laughs> the thing?
1: I always find, I don't know if you have this, like the, and I found this more so. I've been very fortunate and blessed to like have found this big group of people who are so supportive. And lately it feels like I could read a recipe and people would be like,
0: Yeah, you do have a voice like that though. You're like, you're like a woman Canadian Morgan Freeman at this point. You could literally oh read recipes God. and I would be like, <laughs> Yes, no, I resonate. Probably have tears flowing down my face, and you're talking about a sourdough bread.
1: <laughs> I should try. I was thinking on April Fool's, I would like record something out of like a recipe <sighs> book or something, and see if anyone noticed. Oh but I, uh, I think that's kind of um, the thing about creating content, especially like leading up to now, because um, I'm so grateful that anybody wants to hear what I'm saying. But I find that the stuff you put the most work into and the stuff that you have the best feeling about often is not the thing that flies. And this video specifically, the one that I think you're thinking of, the one, the public pool one, is that the one yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Um. No, like I no. had a bit of a cold and it was like that little tail uh, end of the year before it's almost New Year's and we're, you're at home and you like don't ever get dressed. And I wrote it and I came down here and I recorded it and I went back upstairs and I was like, I messed that up so many times to my boyfriend. I was like, I feel like i don't know if i should post it or not and he was like i don't know whatever you want you know and um it's funny because he really resonates with a lot of them but that one obviously he's not gonna really get it like i do so he heard it he's like i think it's amazing Mm -hmm. um like i don't like necessarily relate to it the way that you, you do and i was like yeah i think i'll just post it and see what happens and it was one of many like i thought it was just gonna like get thrown into the mix and then it did not like i I had this moment on New Year's Eve, I was at a wedding, and one of my friends sent me a link and was like, did you see that Chrissy Teigen posted this on her story? And I was like, what? And that was kind of when I went back and I saw the views, and I like looked through more comments. And what I actually found, and the reason, interestingly enough, that that video did better than any of the other ones, is because of the conflicting opinions in the comments. And Oh, I don't even think I realized that. Usually, when everyone's agreeing, there's going to be half the amount of comments than when people are that are going head to head. And I was getting comments from people being like, "Unfortunately, as like some people said to me, as fortunate, unfortunately, as somebody who's never been overweight, you you don't understand." And I was like, "Well, oh, you know, but I'm not going to oh, fight." I was just like, "Yeah, I was just yeah." It flow. But I think that it was interesting because a lot of people were like, "I remember people that I've seen at a pool before," or "I remember my." parents talking about people's bodies like this and I, I think that I was trying my best to like af- after a while of responding to comments I just kind of let it sit because I was like the point is nobody is knowing you for that like yeah maybe somebody maybe a, a shitty person left and said something mean about you for a second but they're not sitting there five years down the line going I remember this one time but like they will do that if you were kind to them and that was yeah. kind of My point. So I just kind of let the comments go. But honestly, that's, I think that's why it was so, because people were so head to head in there. If you've
0: been listening to the podcast since last year, then you know that I went through this little bit of a journey of discovering California prunes. I was not somebody who ever thought that I would be reaching for prunes out of my cupboard or even thinking that prunes were as delicious as they were, but they are. And they've been such a cool part of my life ever since. So let me tell you a little bit about California prunes and why they won my heart. Because California prunes are an under-the-radar superfood. They are richly packed with antioxidants plus vitamins and minerals to support bone, heart, and gut health and boost your overall immunity. But when you're shopping for prunes, how do you want to find the best ones? Where you're going to look for prunes that say products of the USA or "Product of California on the packaging, that's going to get you premium quality prunes. And let's talk about how you're actually going to eat them because prunes are an extremely versatile ingredient for any meal at any time of day. My favorite way to use them is actually in smoothies, but I know a lot of people who actually love using them in savory dishes or just chopping them up and putting them on the top of a salad, which is such a perfect texture. Or maybe you could add them to your baked goods to add a little bit of that sweetness It is such a great way to actually also create a swap in a recipe because with prune puree, you can use it as a sugar and butter substitute in many baked goods that adds that natural sweetness and that creamy texture. Of course, I'm going to add a link for you. Just go and check out californiaprunes.ca. There's so much information, recipes, and nutritional facts right there at californiaprunes.ca. It is one of the most surprise and delight things of my adult life to love prunes this much, and California prunes are it. If you end up trying them, I would love to hear from you because I hope you're just as shocked and in love as I am. So check them out, californiaprunes.ca. Let's get back to the show. That's so fascinating to me. And it, it also just is a little bit of the times on the internet where everybody would love to debate every little thing, even if you're sharing like from your personal experience. Yeah. I wrote
1: something I want to say, like five years ago. Your writing is amazing, by the way. Like, and you have such a beautiful voice. You, you should do what I'm Could doing. You you ama- no, <laughs> every single time
0: I hear myself in a voiceover, i was like, absolutely not. No, like, you're I amazing. cannot. But I, I had written this thing about, um, basically the top, the people in your world, and the top five reasons that you love them, and how their body doesn't really land at the top of the list, and how fascinating it is that we feel like that's the most lovable part of us that we will literally hold ourselves. Captive to life in order to fit into some invisible mold. But the reality is there are some people who I I have people after that that wrote me and said, you know what? My husband like cheated on me because he said of my body. And I'm like, okay, we need to reframe this. High value people will not will not love you for your body. You can be the most beautiful, perfect, to the mold societal person in the world. And if you have the personality of wet cardboard, it's not gonna really like if you don't, if you're not kind, if you are not, you know, somebody that people want to be around, if you don't care to like build on your character, any of these other things, I don't, I, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the time that your body is the only reason, but what a shell, because you don't get to keep that forever. And it reminds me of, uh, Rupi Kaur's poem about like, I'm sorry for all the times I called you pretty when I could, should have called you all these other things. I, I think so often of the girl who is stereotypically perfect you know we sort we sort of saw this reflected in the barbie movie but just the idea of somebody who is so perfect and how all their life they're told how perfect they are and you know this is not something they get to hold on to forever everybody is aging everybody is changing all of our bodies are shifting in every single minute of the day it hurts me to know like i'm somebody who kind of grew up always being, you know, I I just, I had a different body than the majority of my friends. Did I have like the largest body in the class? Sometimes, sometimes not. I grew up constantly being reminded by my peers that I looked differently than them, that I was bigger than them. I couldn't shop in the stores here. I had to drive to the States to go there. I was in a constant reminder of being different that way, there are other places that I'm very much in the mold, and I very much suited like have suited. So I think when people would watch something like that and be like, "You don't get it," it is really hard because we have such individual experiences, and it can be really difficult when we sort of gatekeep healing. I guess if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. I've met people. I I had a woman come up to me in the grocery store, and she was. I mean, probably a size two. And she said like, your content like really resonates with me. And I'm in my head, and I'm just going to admit this in my head. I'm thinking how you're like so perfect. And then she was like, I just got out of recovery for an eating disorder. And I've been, and I was like, oh my gosh, like what a huge slap in the face and reminder, even for me, that you have no idea what people are going through. And yeah. while some people will, exp- and I and I try and always acknowledge, like I have like loose skin, I have stretch marks and I can always roll up my yoga pants and walk out the door and people don't really criticize me anymore. I, I get that opportunity to hide. And so many people Don't have that privilege. Like we have to acknowledge those things, but at the end of the day, how can we activate people just to live their lives, no matter where they're at? Because everyone is having a story.
1: I think that there's there's so many things that you just touched on that are like so important. Uh, The first one, like not knowing what people are going through, I've had so many examples of that where I've had people say like, "Hey, I've been through this. I would never talk about it publicly, and I just want you to know that, like, from the sidelines, quietly, you're making me feel very understood." Um, there's also just the side of it that like when I wrote that in the first place, it was because I was getting ready to go hang out with my friends and I was trying on 18,000 different pairs of jeans. And I was like, my body is not bodying in my opinion mm-hmm. in comparison to the way that it was six months ago. And it was like Christmas holidays and I was just not feeling myself. And honestly, like whoever is, cause I don't remember a time that I ever did. And I was like, when I get to my friend's house tonight and they pour me a glass of wine, none of them are going to say, I wonder if she hated herself before she left the house. And I don't think that about any of my friends ever. I'm not leaving going, she probably felt like shit about herself while she was getting ready tonight. And she looks terrible. I'll be like, oh my God, it's so good to see her. I'm so excited to catch up. And I'm going to come home and like tell funny stories to my partner about the things we talked about that night. Not the way any of them looked. And that's kind of was the first starting point where I was like, the people who love you and even the people who don't, 99% 99% of the time are not thinking about that. And um, also just in regard to what you said about like having to go to the States to buy clothes that fit you like, I remember I was 18 when I was at my highest weight ever and I could not buy clothes anywhere. And when you were 18, 17, 16, you don't want to wear adult clothes. I didn't want to go to like Pennington's or Reitman's at the time because I wanted to shop where my friends were shopping. And there was one Forever 21 at Vaughn Mills and they had a plus size section. And even when I'd go shopping there with my friends, I would pretend like I wasn't shopping in that section. Like oh, they yeah. would go to look at something and I'd be like, I'm just going to look over here. And I'd grab jeans that would actually fit me and be so excited that there was this place that existed for me. And I think that we live in a world now that is not in every way at all whatsoever. And But we've taken such big strides to a place where like I, you could shop anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can go to American Eagle in the store, not anywhere, that's broad, but yeah. <laughs> you can go to American Eagle in the store. You can go to like just certain places have really hopped on like Airy, I find is quite inclusive with their sizing and, and especially, I don't know, just in comparison to the way that it used to be. Yeah, fair. I'm so grateful that we're like in a space where that happens, but it doesn't happen everywhere. No. And it's, it's just a shame that like, The world isn't built to make everybody feel included the way that everybody deserves to feel included. And I think that it's just so important to realize how small of a scale these things are in comparison to like the rest of your life and the impact that you have and the people that love you and the people that you love. Because if you're going to just let your whole life be ruined by the size of pants that you're wearing or going to order clothes online or thinking that you're not worthy because a certain size doesn't fit you right like it's 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 really hard to explain how important it is to not think like that and i mean i think like that all the time i went to levi's recently levi's is so hard to fit in- it's into it's so
0: oh. hard
1: and I'm not like oh, I have a It's such a, pair of a Levi's. rigid
0: denim and it's so
1: hard. And I always see these girls, they look so cute. And I think maybe this is the time. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this in the Sweeney, Glenn Powell movie in the first scene when oh, she's yeah. wearing those Levi's. And then oh, they went. Yeah. So I went to go try them on. I'm I'm not kidding you. I the the biggest size the store sells, I pulled them up and those are the only ones that would fit over my thighs. And then like the waist didn't fit. But I, I asked for like one size up so I could try to like and they were like, That's the biggest size we sell. I was like, that can't yeah. be.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, like that can't be the world now. I and know. also, you Sydney Sweeney jeans aren't Sydney Sweeney jeans on everybody, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're not like, and I struggle with this too because like, yeah, even the malls, like I felt like there was a lot of change where they removed, like, because let's be real, when I was a teenager, I collected so many accessories and scarves because there was nothing I could buy with my friends. And even if there was a plus size section, it would mean me having to go shop separate from them. So I would rather just do that by myself. It was like such a thing in my I- head. And even though like so much, yeah. And honestly, like, yes, this is a lot of like, built up fat phobia that lives inside of our brains because things like this because they tuck you in the far back corner and make you feel like that's the only way that you can buy our, your clothes here but like even recently going to the mall and I couldn't like there were so many places that didn't have a lot of sizes and of course I grab a pair of jeans somewhere that I can and then I feel so terrible when I'm talking about it and people are like do they have anything like above a 16 and I'm like no and that sucks because y'all are my friends that I want to be able to shop with you and I hate them that there's been so much progress and then so much backtrack. And then if you are sharing something, the plus sizes are always sold out. And you're like, were they even there? It is like repeatedly so hard to be able to like, I don't know. It's just like, that's one of those clothing shopping is such a difficult triggering experience. And I feel like as somebody who's gone through a lot of weight loss, the last few years after having a baby and watch my body change. And then I actually gained weight after having a baby Um, I mean, it was the most humbling thing in the world, but to your point, I, and I openly said this, I just chose to say yes to as many things as possible because I knew that these years are also so important for me. Like they're so uncomfortable, but they're so important. And if it means that I wear yoga pants a little bit more because I don't know what my jean size is. If it means that I, you know, wear something big and flowy because I just really can't think about my body that day. Cool. Are you getting your ass out the door? Are you showing up to do the things that you were invited to do that you really want to be at? Clothing can be such a barrier, but if you can find the ways to figure out how to get there, like you said, those things of those moments at the beach, I'll tell you, I have stressed myself silly with all oh, the like, beach
1: is such a triggering Going to place. the beach.
0: And then I find it so funny every single time, no matter how many years have gone by, I'm 39 now, I will, and like water parks and stuff, I will stress so much about what I look like before getting to those things and how perfect the swimsuit is and all of this stuff and spend all of this money that I really don't need to be spending in order for yep. me to feel a semblance of what I think is going to be confident on that beach. And then I get to the beach and I look around and I realize that every other woman has stretch marks and cellulite and everybody is Everyone. rocking at all these different things. And then there's that one lady and God bless her. She's always there. And she is like probably <laughs> 75 and she is rocking a bikini and she yep. is like every little fold and, and I just want to be her one day. I want to be the woman that freaking shows it all so that everybody else around her is like, okay, we're allowed. We're okay. Nobody is like treating her any differently. She's safe. Like you're safe. Like you're good. You're okay. And I know that's not everybody. I'm sure people have actually had terrible experiences of showing up their bodies to certain places. But in my experience, all the things that I thought bad were going to happen didn't because I thought everybody that literally people I will never see again in my life were all thinking about me and my body at one, the, the very first time, this is a true story. The very first time I wore a bikini in public at a swim pool. I was with my kids and they were going down the slide and, and I chose to sit in a chair beside somebody who was reading a book. And I, and I went and this was like a huge, this is a huge moment for me. I'm going to go sit down beside a fellow woman and I'm going to take the towel off and I'm actually going to let my bare stomach be exposed in this. And this is something I've never done since I was a toddler. So I do it. And five minutes go by, and that woman got up and changed seats. And in my head, it was because I looked like that. And it took me so long to realize it was probably because my kids were loud, not because my stretch. Marks or were it was snowing. too sunny in that
1: spot. Or, yeah, or, there was yeah.
0: Like, but why? it's hard.
1: You, And then you spend the like. And I'm sure it still crosses your mind sometimes. Yes, and I think of that that's also just the like, the the mindset, right, that other people are judging you at all times. And I remember after I lost a bunch of weight, even having some of my friends be like, do you judge me now? And I was like, no, like of all the people in the world, absolutely not. But I think like something really important to keep in mind, especially when it comes to beaches and bathing suits and all that is like. You don't have to be brave. And I don't even think we should be commending people for being brave to like show off their body. It shouldn't even be a second thought. It shouldn't be a brave thing to do. Yeah. Based on your body type, because you would never look at a certain type of person and say, "Oh, she's so brave to be wearing that."
0: But I always want to say it to Jim Bros when they take their selfies in the mirror. I, know. I always <laughs> want to be like, "You are so brave," just because so that's brave. all I I hear it so much. Where I'll just it's, literally be posting my outfit, and people are like, "You are so brave," and I'm like, "Am I?"
1: <laughs> no, you're like, "No, I'm wearing clothes." And I sometimes so it's brave, and
0: sometimes it's really not. Like sometimes I'm just living. Oh my! But gosh. you are just
1: living and I remember one time I went to an apartment building pool it was like a rooftop like one of those bougie new apartment buildings downtown in Calgary where I live and I was wearing a bikini like I always do and this girl starts talking to me and she goes because you can kind of see my scars from my like body lift like through and then also I have like crazy stretch marks like just like like as if someone like down the front of my stomach and she goes you're so brave for wearing that and I was like really why Good for you. And she was like, because I don't know, like, obviously your body's been through a lot. And I was like, I don't really feel like I need to be brave today. I feel like I'm just wearing a swimsuit. And she was like, yeah, anyway, and like, totally whatever. And I ran into her another time later. And she brought up again, how brave she thinks I am for like, being so confident in my body. And I was like, and I, 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 I was like, this doesn't need to be a sentiment. And I just don't think that people need to be commended for being brave because it sets up this like belief that if you don't have a certain type of body, it takes all of this courage to just go outside and it shouldn't. And I think as the more that we erase that mindset, the easier life gets for everybody. And like, I'm always, I always describe my body as like a body positive body because I like, I have so many stretch marks and I have extra skin on my arms and extra skin on my legs. And I like have scars from my uh, surgery that I never put any cream on to try to make them go away. I've never bought like bio oil, whatever. And I'm like just coming to terms with with all of, with all of me, right? And even now I'll struggle to wear shorts in the summer. But like, it's it's funny because as a person who lacks confidence in so many ways, it's so easy for like you or me to tell everyone else, like you are beautiful. I believe that you should feel so comfortable in your body while not even believing it for yourself you know oh
0: i mean i just was making content today and i was thinking about the fact that like so much of us gets criticized like every single day you wake up and it and it hits you like i mean i've been creating for 16 years i would say in the last 10 no matter what size, weight, anything I was, it's like waking up every single day and somebody telling you that you talk weird, that they find you annoying, that they don't like this about you. My life body until is now. Gross. That's why this has been so weird. Like your body is gross. You're this, you're that. And then if I changed every little bit about myself for all of this noise, I would be a shell. So I was thinking about it in the fact that like so many people aren't going to like you. Just don't be one of them. Don't join them. I know it's easy and our whole lives, you're. it's almost like when, I remember I was listening to Alicia McCarvel once when she was telling her story and she said, you know, when um, people say horrible things to her, she's okay with it because she's already said those things to herself and she knows that like, it's not true anymore. And I was just like, damn, you're right. Nobody is critical of ourselves
1: quite like us and so when other people nobody's come along, ever been as mean to me as i have like yes without true. a doubt like the meanest comments have come yes, for myself yes so you do kind of build up this like shell where you're yeah. like i i've heard this before this isn't news yeah, to me it's not news and it's 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 funny how like sometimes i will
0: pre-defend myself the other day i was doing a story and And I watched it back, and I was like, "I'm saying like every other word." When I'm tired, this is what I do. (laughs) And I literally was like, "I know that I'm saying like every other word." I am very tired. This is a processing tool that my brain does when I am tired. And then I thought about it afterwards, and people were like, "I didn't even notice." I'm like, because I was apologizing for something that I already knew that people were going to say. You say like too much. It was like I was preparing myself for what people would criticize me. And if I can criticize myself first, which is a classic move, when you know if you ever listen to the song by. Uh, Crap! What's her name? It's gonna drive me. Maddie's on. Um, Fat funny friend. Oh yeah about like, yep. if you're just the one that makes the jokes first, nobody can make them at you. I was that girl forever. And so when I think about the life and the way that I'm creating and being online, I know that there's a part of me that's like the shell of a person because of criticism. I also know that I'm the person that's going to keep showing up and showing my belly because I appreciate the women before me who always have, because they have made me in the sea, like the lady at the that is always guaranteed to be at the pool that is like showing herself. And in my head, maybe felt like brave. For so long, and for her, is just showing up and living has taught me over and over again that, like, there is so much more than one body type. There's so much more than one type of person. We would be so boring if we were all alike. If people didn't annoy me sometimes because of the way that they live their lives, then that probably would be weird too. Like, we need to acknowledge that we're not supposed to like everybody, that we're not supposed to be like everybody else. And even though I still I mean, I've got extensions in, I dye my hair blonde. There's so much beauty standards living within my head. Are you kidding me? I grew up in this society. But at at the end of the day, I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, I just want to be the girl that if I show my stomach and my stretch marks and I keep doing all the damn things, maybe one other person will just think a little bit less about theirs. And maybe she'll go and swim with her kids. And maybe she'll be the one that like puts on the bikini because honestly, there's easy to pee in sometimes. There's yes, just, exactly. you know, like there's just, there's so many reasons. It's not about all of these other things and, but it can be hard. And, and, and I guess I wonder you had such fast, fast growth online and a lot of attention all at once. How has your mental health been now
1: being in the place of just constant, I'm sure, praise and criticism? So I used to read the comments like crazy. And it was interesting because the first video that I ever had that went viral was not that. It was actually me telling the story. You remember that trend that was like one thing about me is I, and like you like wrap it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This is like years ago, and I did like the one thing about me is I used to weigh a lot more, and I got a plastic surgery, and I almost died, and that was how it started, and that was my first viral video ever, and the comments were crazy. Like I like would cry and I would laugh and I'd cry because I've never had that much attention online. Yeah. So I was like, and people told me things about the way I look that I never even saw. Oh people yeah. were like, your eyes are too far apart. You look like Michael Jackson. That was the biggest one that I get. And I was like, what so I had to start filtering words out of my comment section. And oh yeah. If I have noticed one thing since this like new world that I've joined of like kind people who just want to listen a little bit, um, is there's very little hate. And I feel very, very lucky in that. And I feel like I, I actually need to pay a little bit more attention to the comments because sometimes I'll have friends come back to me and be like, you should go read this one comment. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I'll go back and be like, oh, I missed that. Because sometimes I'm so scared to see something bad. You're just guarding yourself. Yeah. Um, But that being said, like as somebody being online, I've been a radio host for almost 10 years. Like I, I'm i used to people hearing my voice and then meeting me and me being nothing like they expected. And I think that kind of really manifests itself in you. And I get nervous even when we have like artists come into the studio my close, we'll be like, go get them. And I'll be like, you will get them because yeah. I don't <laughs> want to go to the door and have them look at me and say, Oh, she doesn't look how I thought. And that happens so often. And I like, this will all come to answer your question, but I recently was on location at like a sporting goods store, which sometimes we have to do and be like, come on down yeah. do yeah, the yeah. sale. And um some guy comes up to me and he goes, are you Josie from the morning show? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I guess you're not that big. And I was like, what? And he was like, like tall, but I was sitting down. So I was like, interesting a lot of people picture me that I'm going to be four feet tall a lot of people picture me that I'm going to be blonde just because of the sound of my voice but like I'm five eight I didn't know blonde sounded like something yeah and I was like I I'm always like and every time I meet anybody in in public whether it's like a TikTok thing an Instagram thing a radio thing they always go you're so much bigger than I thought you're so much taller than I thought how tall did you say you were I'm five eight Okay, same as me, and I get that yeah. all the time too.
0: That you're, I'm so much yeah. taller than they expected, and I'm like, really? I think it's because my kids are so tall. I just
1: look like an. I'm always baby. around. Exactly. So I think that like has been one thing that's really manifested itself. The more that my stuff has grown, the more that I've seen people out in public, and the more that I've been like trying to say it more often. Like, like you said, like, hey, I'm tall. Hey, I'm tall. Yeah. Like, I even <laughs> added it to my bio for a minute, and my boyfriend was like, take that out. Like, what are you doing? Like, nobody cares. But aside from that, it's been. um part of me is like part of me thinks I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna have been a dream like I and as you know and I heard you talk about this on a podcast recently like being a creator in Canada is not like oh you hit the jackpot financially it's just like oh you're talking to more people now you know and I've had a lot of people reach out are you an influencer now like things like that I'm like first of all (laughs) not an easy job I don't know if I have it in me to become a full-time influencer so I am not as of right now but like it's just kind of wondering who's judging you and for what you know like are people that I went to high school with being like poems like this is weird and I know there's people watching my videos cringing being like I don't like this you know and but that it, it doesn't matter and trying to get that out of your head but I feel like growing online really creates this like you can't push the thought out of like what are the negative thoughts you know yeah from other people It's hard. You have to think
0: through those filters. Um, But I will say, I have to say this to you, because if the opportunity ever comes a knocking and you have an opportunity to do something that you actually get paid for, let me just tell you this. You have provided a beautiful free service for so many people. People have used your audios for free. Thousands and thousands of times, your word and your work has been free. If you make a few bucks off of doing something that you love with a product you like, my gosh, I hope you do. Because I remember I had a friend who was like a newer influencer and she had um, gotten something for free. Somebody had sent her something for free and someone was like, oh great, now you're going to be an influencer. And she was like, listen, if somebody offered you something for free that you actually needed, would you take it? I'm not paying my bills with this thing. For free, but it's really nice to have everything. Every other hour and time spent online is 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 free, right? There is. It, it took me a long time to because I was a creator for maybe ten years before I made money, and and the idea of making money was such a dream i mean to be rewarded for all the work that you had put in and and not only that i was just like oh my god if i make money i can buy a camera and if i make money i can have podcast equipment if i make money i can you know afford to go with my family places and things no i never expected it to be at the level it is now where i actually have like employees and stuff but even now i'm like the amount of guilt that comes with it because people tell you you should feel guilty for it i still wrestle with it all the time and i have to pull back and be like i'm in led country or er, I'm country. I'm a women led company. <laughs> I have employees. There are three families that rely on jobs because I'm able to give it to them because I have built this platform over 16 years. There you are people, a I run a business and the business is not how do I cash cow out on this? It is, I'm doing a lot of stuff for free and I'm going to take t- some payment so that I have the time to do it because I went from working two full-time jobs or like one part-time, one full-time job into working, doing this full-time, this is a dream come true. And I realize that it is frustrating for a lot of people that haven't maybe ever gotten the opportunity to do the same things. But as women, we do it so often where we love, like people are behind you right now rallying, like, yes, Josie, she's doing so cool. She's doing so great. I don't ever want to see it happen for another woman that the second you actually make it, people are like, oh yeah, but... And let's start tearing her down. And I say it all the time. Watch every woman celebrity, especially like the Disney stars. Everyone loves them, loves them, loves them. Then they actually become successful. And then they find a way to tear them down. And then they have a comeback. Always. And then they tear them down. And then they have a comeback. Yeah. The same thing will happen online over and over and over again, where the level of if you are to be a content creator, you must also be a form of a perfect human. And, we, and then we become shells of ourselves because we don't want to be imperfect online. Because to be imperfect online means to be criticized. And that's really bad for your mental health. And that can be really hard to deal with every day. And so then you don't constantly be honest about, or not, not dishonest, but you just hide parts of yourself. But then yourself. you're keeping up, right? And then with everything people that you are like, said. And then people are like, oh, well, uh, you just don't feel as authentic anymore. Well, gosh darn it, no wonder. It is so hard to keep showing up in spaces when you're constant. Maybe I'm just speaking from my mental health crisis of the last year, but it is hard <laughs> To be yourself. And it is hard to show up and to show the, like for you, these are written word. And I know this, like I write sometimes and I'm like, I wonder if anybody's even gonna understand me, if they'll understand a friggin' word that I say. And so if even one person was like, this hit me like to my bones, I'm like, thank God it was for you. Then I get my one person, I'm like, it was for you and it doesn't matter. The rest of it at that point doesn't matter anymore. I got one person that this was for and this is who I wrote it for and that's just it. But it can be so hard when you're like, this is something that I wrote from my soul, from my lived experience, from my 39 years on this earth. And it used, for me, sometimes something comes out quick, but other times it's like days, weeks of like bouncing between the words, coming back to them, revisiting, seeing if it plays the right way in my brain when I read it back or I take some time and space. And so when you put that out there, it can be really tough when people are like, you forgot an apostrophe. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. See, that's the problem is
1: you're always going to get hit with some kind of judgment like that. And like my advice, if you're ever going to put your writing out there, I mean, it's different if you're like writing a book or whatever, but like I write these and record them. Like I come down here, write it, record it, post it. And later on, I'll watch it back and I'll go, hmm. Could have said that different or. I kind of wish that I didn't use that word or like I think that that was a little repetitive or like whatever. But. You know what? If I waited too long, I might have never posted it in the exactly. first place. And I think often, like obviously, it's certain things like you said with brand deals and stuff, you have to wait or there's like a, a deadline. But I think that there's yeah, just to what you said about the influencing thing, there's there's a line of people out there who are going to tell you that it's not a job and it's not work and it, it is, <laughs> and you are you work in advertising. Like, oh, yeah. And you, you you're and advertising. showcasing products that you actually use and like, and you're taking time out of your day, taking time away from your family and your partner to post links for people, to help people be guided in the right direction, to wear clothes on a body that looks like yours and to use products on skin that's just like yours. And and it's not telling people it's the only way. It's yeah. just leading people to be like, this is this is the way that I do it. Yeah. And if this works for you, then that's awesome. But um. I, I think with the writing thing, I think your words are amazing. I also like have I like have cool opportunity coming up here for like maybe having a book out there for people to like read at home, which is crazy yeah. to me. Like I can't even imagine that. But that's something that I'm working on as well as like kind of a side hustle that's not radio hosting but yeah
0: you know what i love it and i look at people like brianna weiss who for the longest time i had no idea what she looked like and now she's like come out and she's like starting to do a lot more talking i'm like god she's so beautiful i would have just she's bought her so, I saw i
1: was like
0: like, what? damn, like, I know. And I was like, this woman, her words like changed my life and now getting to bit. Be- and so for you, it's like a little bit different where people like know your voice and they're getting to know your words and now they're getting to see you. And it's a bit backwards, but it's also like such a beautiful process that is like truly your own. And I'm excited to see wherever it takes you, because I think I, I actually, um, I found it fascinating that you put in your bio that you're a self proclaimed w- writer. Why <laughs> it, it, did you feel like you had to go to like English school or have a degree in no, something it was to the, be? No,
1: it was what you said. You're, you're, because I'm scared if I put writer, people are going to comment being like,
0: No, you're not. What makes you a
1: writer? Yeah. You know, and I've, I've had questions like that being like, well, What do you know about poetry? Like, who's your favorite poet? And I'll be like, I actually haven't read a ton of poetry besides Shel Silverstein when I was younger. Yeah. But I read that a lot. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, you don't, actually always need these like crazy credentials and it's not like you went to school on how to love yourself or like be body positive or like you know enjoy the the skin you're in but you you give that to people and I think sometimes it's really uh difficult to just stand there and be like I'm good at this yeah and especially and as you women. don't exactly and to sit there because it always comes off as cocky Yes. Rather than confident.
0: Do you know in the Barbie yeah. movie when they're winning the awards and they're like, thank you, I deserve this. I was so yes. uncomfortable in that moment. I and know. it really made me realize it's because we're so conditioned to everyone is supposed to say thank you in a certain way and you're supposed to be over gracious about all the ways that, and they're all just like, thank you. Yes, I did this work and I do deserve
1: it. And I was like, oh, oh, that I was the part. love when people are like that. Part. Yeah. It's, it's so like, it's such a different mindset and actually kind of throws you for a loop when you tell someone like, you look good today. And they say, thank you. And they don't say it back. They're just like, thanks. I'm always like, like,
0: thanks. I washed my hair. Like that is the thing.
1: (laughs) I always say that. I always say that. And if I hadn't washed my hair, I'll be like, thanks. I should have washed my hair. And that'll be what I throw in to that. Or I'll be like,
0: so, "Thanks, I literally had like diarrhea this morning." So like you just like, I <laughs> we always have to like st- we have to like add something yes. to make it seem like it was a valid. But you know, it's interesting when you said about like uh, like being an advertiser cuz I uh, you know, you look at you look at you pick up a magazine and it's like full of all this content. People like pay for that magazine and they have like five pages of content and then there's like a perfume ad and then you go or you watch your favorite TV show and then there's a commercial break or you're driving down the highway and then there's a billboard. We just, we don't actually get to talk back to those things. We don't go like, I don't like that billboard. We don't write into the 401 in Toronto and be like, hey, I really didn't like that one billboard and the way that it said that one thing. I think what's difficult is that we live in a very, um, it's a very smart form of advertising. It's also a very women-led form of advertising and to also have to have yourself be so criticized while doing that sort of work while and similar to a magazine providing all the stuff that is why you subscribe and then there's like that one thing that's like the reason you're able to create all of that it 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 gets, like I actually run the entire company like an editorial platform. There's only there's only a certain amount of spots per month that I will even book for paid work and everything else has to be content that I create. And that's like for a bunch of different reasons. But I mean, could I be making triple what I am? Sure. I just don't actually have capacity to create as much content and at the value that I hope to and still make everybody happy. The last year has been one of the hardest years of my life in terms of how I, Just like my mental health has been really bad and I feel like I'm not the same person that I was like so freely creating maybe even three years ago compared to now. Like there's, I'm just so anxious that it's really hard for me to show up and I've lost like 30,000 followers over the last year and I'm going to have to watch that number like tick down and I have to sit there and be like, but I'm better, but I'm feeling, like I'm getting safety. I'm finding health. I'm finding wellness. I'm finding balance in this space. I'm finding ways to, it is really hard in a world of like, look how somebody is growing to all of a sudden, like, I mean, I used to be a weight loss account. I had to literally watch all of those followers disappear before I could meet new ones in that new place. And so it can be difficult to be in places because you also feel this is your livelihood and this is like your job and this is your I mean, so much more than that, that it can feel really terrifying when you see some of these things shift and change. And I also think it's important because if you're gonna to continue to seek who you are, you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to fluff some feathers you're gonna to have to upset some people you're gonna yeah, have but to you're
1: never gonna not like never it's never gonna impossible not. to not yeah and this world where you like you don't want to and you want to come across as like the most authentic person and I bet you people look at you and they go, I bet she does not even check her followers but it's hard not to because you want to look oh, I at, actually like, literally- you' going? I don't want to, but I have to. I actually have to have provide to. analytics
0: to people. So
1: it's yep. like, I, I literally have to see it. It's awful. I, I see that too. I, I looked the other day in the last seven days, I think I lost 3,000 followers, yeah. but gained more than that. But I, I was like, where, what did I do? Like, what did I say? Like, why? what was the problem? And obviously there's Instagram accounts getting deactivated all the time, probably because they're fucking stressed. But like, I totally understand what you're saying and what you're going through. And it's really hard because you have people saying like, oh, that's not a job or, oh, like you're doing too much or, oh, everything is an ad or whatever. But that, about what you said about the four slots, I think it's also such an important thing. Like watching people online, it's, it's like- if you love everything, I'm not going to believe you, you know, so it's kind of hard because sometimes you have to come on and be like, I don't like this product. But then <laughs> when you have such an influential name, you almost feel bad because you're yeah, like, I, I don't, don't want this company to get crushed. I'll just, just say like, this I didn't work like for
0: me. And I'm yeah. just like this, I'll, I'll just, exactly. like, I, I said it about a lip balm like two weeks ago. I was like, my daughter loves this one and it didn't work for me. Here's one that did because I felt responsible that I had like shared about it because she had talked about it so much. And then I was like, it actually didn't work as well for me. And, but like at the same time, normally you're right. Like I just don't, if I don't like something, I just won't talk about it. I will. And if I do like something, I will. And that's the difference. I will only share the things that I actually really like. And I know that's not everybody's way, and that's totally fine. But I feel like for someone like you, you're this voice that people have come to know and trust. I would want to hear what you're doing and what you're using because I actually do trust you. I think that you're an authentic person. It's been such a joy to follow you. It's been I would freaking if you want to like work with Charmin and like have a whole reel about how nice it is to tear off those new scalloped bottoms <laughs> in that voice. I would be like yes, bitch, like get that coin. (laughs) You are providing a service here. This is like, it would be such a joy because let's be real, if it were a man and he had a very cool, soothing voice, as we hear on every single commercial, we do not hold them. Like Kiefer Sutherland's out there doing car commercials, no problem, because he got a really cool voice. And people aren't going to write him and be like, I don't believe that you actually like this car brand or I don't really like that you have sold out. No, nobody is saying that to them. Nobody's saying that to anybody. And so I feel like if you ever decide to go down that path, as I've taken up the last 20 minutes of this podcast to <laughs> prep pep talk I love you for... It. Um, I think you should, I think it's really cool. Um, I do want to ask you though, because you said before that you had talked a little bit that you felt really good now that you're in this like community of people that are like really feeling ex- like just in this type of content, in this type of stuff. Do you now in any way feel boxed into it? Because as a writer, there's so much more than just one thing. And I think a lot of people, and I've, and I've seen this, a lot of people go on journeys with healing and talking about their bodies and then they, have other things they want to talk about like travel or recipes and stuff like that and then they're like ooh am i allowed to do that because people kind of followed me for this thing and am i am i allowed to show this other thing am i allowed to will people be like this is not why i followed you do you feel that a little bit now
1: um, I don't think so. I feel like I, because I spent so many years before this doing other content, like I do sometimes look at my feet and go, Whoa, you were sitting in that closet for your last time <laughs> post. Like maybe you should get out, get out of there girl and go do something in the fresh air. But like with that, I feel like I have the freedom to kind of like burst in there with something else. Like, a, oh, I bought this shirt and I love it. Or like, oh, I I'm cooking this thing. And like, I feel like it kind of gives people the opportunity to be like, oh, she actually like isn't always sad you know (laughs) and I think it's like a nice way to get to know people so I don't feel boxed in in that sense and I also like originally was just writing songs like I love writing songs it would be my dream to write songs not perform them but like give them away oh my god you'll be like coyote ugly I would love that like that's literally my dream just to like ghost write on songs and stuff like that was the original dream and then when I started posting these I was like okay, interesting. So I'm still posting music stuff, still posting poetry, still posting kind of like real life stuff. And when it comes to actual topics and things that I talk about when I'm writing, I found that it's not really like body positive stuff really does seem to resonate, but I'm also finding people resonate a lot with just like, I guess nostalgia is kind of where I try to dive into. Like, you know, that feeling that you get when I know you know what nostalgia feels like, but you know, when you just start to feel all like empty and weird in a moment, like even if you're like out for dinner and you're like, what yeah. the fuck am I sad about right now? Yeah. And like just pinpointing those feelings and trying to describe them or thinking of people that I- I've loved and I don't love anymore that used to love me that don't love me anymore, like those universal things that like even the people in the happiest of marriages. The people with the nicest bot nicest bodies, the people with like just the most happiness and wellness surrounding them have all felt these feelings at one point. And I guess like I've kind of boxed myself into trying to like pinpoint these feelings. And I do just worry that I'm going to run out of ways to describe it before it starts sounding monotonous and repetitive. But I am hoping that I can – keep it up. And I also love ideas. Like when people comment be like, can you write a poem about this? Mm. And I think that's one thing that I kind of struggle with the most. And I was talking to someone recently just about like content and how like if I were to put all these things out in the public, it would actually have to be like a lot of it not on the internet already. So that there's like a sense of surprise and stuff. And it was interesting because I was like, I've gotten a lot of people asking me to write about this topic trigger warning, you don't have to put this in there, but like, can you please write about miscarriage? Or can you please write about the loss of a parent? And I was telling her, I was like, so many people want writing about this. And I feel like if I asked enough questions, I could channel it. And this person I was talking to was like, you unfortunately will experience these things very likely. Mm. And I think the time will come where like your life will advance and you will go through these things too. And you'll write about your life. And this is why you're never going to run out of things to write about. And this is why you shouldn't be writing about things that you haven't actually been through because it's not like a movie or a TV show. It's like you're writing about life in a way that you've experienced it. So for a moment I felt bad for not really like taking everybody's requests because some of them are very, very sp- very specific. Like can you write about a guy that you met at the grocery store and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> no." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting, but no, I'm I'm trying to try to keep my mind open cuz when you feel crushed creatively, you feel crushed, as yeah, I'm you sure do. you.
0: Yeah. 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 You know what? I've, that's my, my approach has always been, this is a journal and sometimes the journal will be about whatever that day is. And sometimes it's because I went through, through something. Um, I mean, I can speak really intimately about divorce. I can speak really intimately about postpartum. I can speak really intimately about, you know, being a mom and watching your kids grow. I can speak about getting remarried. There's so many things that I can touch on because my lived experience is so deep in it. And similar to you, there is something about capturing the thoughts and feelings that everyone is trying to run away from and I'm running at them because it's the... I was, um, like years ago, I was diagnosed with PTSD and the whole thing was to try and pay attention to everything, to try and pay attention to your thoughts and feelings. And you realize like, and that's what I mean when I said like, I would write something and be like, I don't know if anybody is going to understand this. And the amount of people who do make you realize like we're on such individual paths, but my God, we cross each other at a lot of them. And oh my goodness, like it is, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. Like sometimes sometimes. I felt like that, like maybe these things happened to me because I was supposed to do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to give any glorification to bad things happening or heartbreak and hurt. But I do believe that good things can come from anything. And if I can lean into how to make good of those situations and of things that I've lived through and of some of the most painful moments of life, I feel like I've done I feel like I've done a service to them, or at least I've found a way to heal out loud. And it I think that's why maybe it can be so hard to face the criticism because you know how much it took to get in front and say it in the first place, that it can be really hard to, I mean, I speaking of like my mental health, a big thing that I had to face was that I was like glorifying it. Like I was, it was uncomfortable that I was now crying. It was uncomfortable that, or like I was a pill pusher for talking about taking medication that like literally saved my life. That it was, you know, how many diagnoses do you need to have to feel special? And I thought you were wanting to kill yourself. How are you out with your husband right now? It just like made me feel smaller (gasps) and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it also made me realize how few people understand how mental health works. And again, it wasn't like I'm going through this for a reason, but I was like, I now for my entire life, I've always heard about people going through things like this, heard about depression, heard about suicidal ideations. I had no idea what they were and going through them has given me empathy and a place to speak from of lived experience that I, I don't think it's like magic coming out of it, but it's like a gift to heal out loud. It is. And I feel like I agree with what people have said to you because I think you are somebody speaking from your heart and from those little experiences, those little crossroads to which we all connect and relate, or many of us do at least, or the ones that are supposed to do. And I and I love that you're like, I'm going to hold on to when I'm ready to speak on those things should I come across those paths and I think that that's like such a, that's like such a, such a cool thing. You're a little bit like T-Swift in that moment.
1: Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I, I just love her. <laughs> I'm like number one Taylor Swift fan. I mean, everybody, everybody says that, but I actually am. Oh really? I like have tattoos and stuff. I'm upset. I feel like I'm like, I always say to people, I'm like, I'm
0: not a Swifty, but I'm like, I feel like I slowly Come on. It's so weird. It it's just sneaks hard up on to. you. It sneaks yep. up on you. I just like I found myself being very um like I just I I don't know. Like it's just it's hard to watch somebody be under such a microscope and I I think I felt for her and I also just realized how much of her songs are in my playlist and here I was like I'm not a swifty but I was like also download all the music and very excited I know. For, I'm like okay, at some point I'm going to have to I'm be not gonna like, lie, like I'm
1: going to be a little microscope one on her has, like, I used to be, like, an obsessive, like, wait outside of City TV for 18 hours for her to just do an interview oh and see God. if they let me in, like, that kind yeah. of fan, And now that she's been under the spotlight, like, like this, where, like, I'm crying when I don't get a code and, like, spending my entire rent on a ticket, which I did. But, like, I'm, I'm just, like, I feel like nobody can enjoy the microscope that much. So when people are, like, what do you think about this, Travis Kelsey? Well, I'm, like, mm. I love Taylor Swift. That's all I can say. I hope say. she's like, happy. I, yeah. You know, like, hopefully she's doing good. I'm really excited for her concert. Like, that's as far as I can take it anymore. Cause yeah. I'm like, she has it's too many fans now. I'm not special anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder,
0: I actually wondered if a lot of people felt that. Do you know when, like, you have something that you feel like so intimately as yours and, like, a small collective, and now it's, like, the world? And you're like, all right, well, isn't I just too think cool it's for like, school
1: now? When it comes to her, like I know we're like totally just going off track, whatever. But when it comes to Taylor Swift, that oh, I'm that's like,
0: okay. I I don't care.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about how freaking smart it was. I know she had to, but like so smart to re-release all that because she hit for the second time the same amount of people. At that age, like she's releasing Fearless for kids who are fifteen. I was fifteen when I heard it for the first time. They don't even know there's another album. They just know there's this one. So now she has two generations of people being her number one fan from the get go because she's re-releasing her first album again. So it's like I didn't even think that is the experience that I don't ever feel the need to take away from anybody. Mm-hmm. And I find that it's especially I'm thirty, and it's always the thirty year olds being like, "I'm listening to Taylor Swift. Who, who cares?" Remember the joy that brought you, and let somebody else have it too. Yeah, Doesn't have. To to be all yours you know yeah it's like, so true obviously it's annoying to not get tickets but like yeah, that's fair.
0: There is, um, that's the one thing I always really like is that, that she's taking her money back from a man uh, whenever she re-releases something, but also that it was yep. Kelly Clarkson <laughs> that told her to do it. And I was like, you want to see yes. women support women? There's there's a really good example. It was a woman that told her, hey, you could, and apparently she sends her flowers every single time that she got a new, one. and I'm like, that's so damn cool. That these That's two, like, Yeah, like, I don't know. It's like these neat little, the world isn't so, the world isn't so big after all, right? There's these little, there's these little tiny things that all connect us and i think a lot about just to sort of wrap us up here i think um your work is sort of doing that and i you're obviously booming on art you're big on tiktok too because i actually didn't even realize you were on tiktok until someone was like oh my god is that the girl who does the poetry on tiktok and i was like i don't know i thought yeah. it was a <laughs> girl who does the poetry
1: on instagram i'm not really on the tiktok as much It scares yeah. me tiktok is way scarier and the in instagram actually feels a lot more intimate in Yeah, a way. it does yeah And I find that often I will like, like I just posted a little rant on TikTok about how much my life has changed since I stopped sleeping as much because I I wake up so early for work. And in the last three years, all I've done is be angry and gain weight, like literally because I don't sleep. And I would not put that on Instagram. You know, like it just feels like a different world. But um, TikTok has been like, that's where it all kind of began. And then it took me a minute to be like, is the intimate world of Instagram the place to be? But Instagram changed my life. TikTok is a was my like little starter, like, okay, maybe people like this, but Instagram like is changing everything for me. Like I I can't believe it. And like I just wish that I could, you know, it's so classic of like a person who like does content to be like, I'm so grateful for like no. You can, yeah. I am a radio host who people have access to on the drop of a hat and the amount of times that people have texted in especially being on a show with the man like who who respects the shit out of me like i have the best co-host ever i am so grateful that he's like my friend and my coworker people will text in and just be like Josie's an idiot Aww. she has no idea what she's talking about tell her to shut up and it never is the other way around and it's not frequent but it happens so as somebody who has had a voice, who has had people be like, that's annoying. She has a lisp. But I don't like it. She's stupid. She doesn't know anything. And that, that conversation has just shifted wholeheartedly and completely to this positive world where, like, for the first time in 30 years, I felt like I like the sound of my own voice. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I'm saying is for sure resonating in the right way. And I'm just, like, so grateful. Because if anything has happened I've just been able to like put some advice out there that I actually needed to hear that I now believe more than ever because other people are believing in it too and also just the fact that like if anything comes of this selfishly like the people that I've been connected with over the last four months like that's it it's just been four months um have made me believe that like the things that leave my mouth mean something to someone and like that shit changes your life it does and like it's changed It's changed my life only by the way that I think of like myself and my ability to make a difference. And I think that anybody can. And it literally is just a matter of being willing to be honest about how you're feeling.
0: I think we're all just looking to leave a mark on this world. And we come into it and we experience – I'm going to cry. We come in and we experience so much – hardship and so much pain and yet so much beauty and joy. And I think that it takes such a special person to be like, I just want to be somebody who can like make a difference. And if I just do this one thing for you, if I can offer it up to the world, if it changes one person's life and makes them go to the beach for the first time, you have no idea one thing, what it could do for one person. Be damned the rest. Like, honestly, like honestly be damned them. Like I think that that's something I really have to remember because It can be, it can be hard. And I think anybody listening, like this is such an important message is like, if you feel you have something in your heart or you have a gift that you want to share with the world. Yeah. Share it like if it changes, if you have one follower and it changes that one person's perspective on one little thing, you could be like. I think about some of the greatest leaders in the world and some of the people that I look up to the most. And sometimes I think about who was the person that made them have that thought that led them to be that person, that led them to speak these words, that led them to lead parts of the world in such a beautiful way. We are a collective, we are really powerful when we allow our voices to be used in such beautiful, lovely ways. Um, don't be one of the assholes. It's not, I mean, I may maybe that gives you a little dopamine hit and it makes you feel good for a half second. But if your mark on the world is that, it's not gonna be a fun one to be somebody who can, um lead with kindness and lead with change. I actually had this is this is such a humble brag and I'm so sorry. No, but, it's okay. I, I, love <laughs> I just it. I think it's important. I had somebody uh, recently message me and she was like, I have to tell you, I've I follow a lot of people online and I've noticed that you're always like because you have a blue check mark, your comment goes to the top. Yep. Like I notice that you leave a lot of really nice comments on a lot of people's pages. I know I thought about you too. And I was like when people are mean to me that's what i do i just go online and i say as much kind shit as possible to other people because that can't be what the mark is i just like it's my way of trying to like balance the force i'm such a star wars nerd but i feel like if i'm no. listening <laughs> like so be that person like just try and be that person like josie that's what you you've done such a you've made what you've gone through and your life experience and your words and your gift into something for so many other people that gets to activate them. And us watching you win and succeed, I hope we'll let so many other poets and people who are writing in their bedrooms realize that they can they can go out and do this too. And I hope they do. I hope they do. I think it's beautiful. I'm going to stop crying. I'm going to let you no, just... No. I just, I have snot like, running down my face. So I don't actually stop crying.
1: <laughs> you probably get this all the time. And like, that's the kind of thing is like, it almost has become like I I don't know if I can believe you. You're, I've been following you for ye- years and years and years and years and years, like as long, probably as you've been there, I've been following. And like, you are the only person who ever made me feel comfortable when I was dealing with my excess skin and I was dealing with my weight loss and I was not dealing with, but going through. And it, it's like your impact on people is so important and i think that everybody who has ever made a difference is just an accumulation of all the people that made a difference to them yes, and yes. all of the little positive things that they've picked up along the way and it's just unfortunate but it is human nature when it comes to like having somebody say something mean about you whether it be like at a pool or at a beach or at the mall or on the subway or whatever because that's going to happen and i i always think of it like this because like i have had, this is going to sound silly, but I've had so many positive experiences on roller coasters. I love roller coasters. I love the way that they are. I love going on rides. I love it. I've had like maybe a thousand positive experiences, but one time I did not fit on a roller coaster and they couldn't close the thing over me. And I remember them being like, you're too big to ride this ride. And I was like, okay, I hate roller coasters now. And I never went on one again. And I think about it all the time. Whenever I see a roller coaster, I think of like, you're not, you're not good enough. That happened to you. That's going to happen again. And like you, you didn't fit on one then you're not going to fit on one now. And I just like, that's the mindset because one roller coaster sucked and a thousand were great. And I think that it's really hard to remember how many positive things have ha- happened. And then it's still so easy to let that one negative thing ruin yes everything. Yes. And that is just human nature. And if you can just kind of look at that and go, Hey, I am doing this right now. And I realize that, and everybody else does this too. It just makes your life a little easier. And just because one roller coaster didn't work out for you, or one person says something to you when you were at a pool, or like one person made a comment to you when you were at the mall, it doesn't mean that every person is bad. It just means that that one person or that one experience was bad. And like, you have to keep living. Like you have to keep going. Friggin, if you could just drop your mic right now, that would be really great. <laughs> I'd have to unscrew it. <laughs> okay,
0: <don't ask. laughs> Josie, thank you so much. You were such a gift. Um, please tell everyone <laughs> where they can find you and follow you as we've been an hour and 10 minutes, one of the longest podcasts oh I've gosh. ever done.
1: <laughs> yeah, feel free to just chop chop it wherever you need I um I am at Josie Balka J O S I E B A L K A on both TikTok and Instagram. Uh on YouTube I'm Josie Balka with an extra A cuz my old ins- my old YouTube account still exists but I can't log in so there's just a bunch of videos of me when I was in high school. Um <laughs> and also funny story there's another Josie Balka that is very well known. She's from a reality show. She married somebody with the last name Balka and for a long time I was the only Josie Balka on the internet but she's very religious and I post a lot of things that are not that way. And there's yeah. like Reddit threads being like, is Josie Balka okay? And I'm like, no, it's not her, it's me. Like, <laughs> sorry, different girl. Like, like this really inappropriate meme. And I'm like, no, that wasn't her. <laughs> that was just me. But it's very weird.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Obviously, we have a lot <laughs> in common and we also have a lot of things that we had to share. So thanks for sticking around if you made it to the end. And I'm going to have everything in the show notes for you as well. But please, please, please follow Josie's work. Um, it will change your life. It has changed mine. It has been such a breath of fresh air and something to really be inspired by. And honestly, for a lot of people who are creators, really great audio to use. So go use her <laughs> audio. There's thousands of people eating that up. So go check her out and uh, we'll see you next week.